Hello everyone, it's your host DJ Hamilton. Welcome to another episode of the DJ Sports Show. I'm going to flash it back to last month when I recorded this, when I did my first 2022 NBA mock draft, the lottery edition of guys who I thought were the top 14 prospects in the draft. Things have changed since then, but I want you guys to get an overall feel of what I was thinking during this time. I had trouble uploading the audio here to Anchor last month. For some reason, wouldn't upload, but then I found this new website that allowed me to upload this audio now into Anchor. So I thought, why not put it on my podcast? So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as this is from last month. And I have a certain Duke forward as my number one pick. Um, things would probably change now if I were to do it now, but I just want you guys to get a gist of what I was thinking last month. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of my top 2022 NBA draft prospects. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, DJ Hamilton. Sorry for the bad quality. I wish I have a new laptop now, um, Google Chrome, since Christmas. I thought it would be better than my Dell laptop, but the recording here is still very, very, very bad, um, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, today I want to get into my top 2022 NBA draft prospects. Um this year's draft is really, really, I think, top-heavy more than deep compared to last year's. Last year's was top-heavy and deep with Kate Cunningham, um, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga. You had Josh Giddy. Like, you had a lot of a lot of ballers, man, a lot of players. Um, but this year's, I think, with college basketball season beginning to heat up, it's the article from my website, djsportshow.com. Then my mock draft, my first one, I did a lottery edition. So I'm going to give you guys my top prospects for this season as the college draft season is teeing up. Now teams are doing conference play and playing other teams from different conferences. Um, it's time to give you all some of my top draft prospects for the 2022 class, like I did for last year's class with 2021. Um, it's headlined by three unique unicorn-type players and Duke forward Paulo Boncaro, um, Chet Holmgren of the center for um, Gonzaga, excuse me, and Auburn forward Jabari Smith Jr., there are also some electrifying guards such as Purdue's Jaden Ivey and draft riser Johnny Davis of Wisconsin. So teams at the bottom of the NBA standings, such as Detroit Pistons, Houston Rockets, Lando Magic, New Orleans Pelicans, and others will have a fair share of elite prospects to choose from once the draft really arrives June 23rd. Without further ado, let me give you some of my top draft prospects for the 2022 class. And this is a little mock draft I did. I did this like two weeks ago. So teams have kind of changed in the standings. So we'll see what happens. But this is what I'm going to do like I did during two weeks ago. I'm going to read off this. So, number one, I have the Pistons picking number one. Um, picking Bala Bonchero. This was a tough one to choose as Rory Smith has really made a strong case for number one pick with strong performances. Um, but despite that, I think Bonchero is so polished offensively. He's a deep bag of tricks. Um, he has the pull-up game threes. He has the mid-range game. He can mix up in the post bang with the best of them. Um, he's 6'10", 250 pounds, and he can initiate fast break, which is scary. Looks like a potential high usage power forward at the next level who can create many mismatches with his skill set at the NBA level. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Chris Webber, 
who's a former NBA star for Sacramento Kings back in the day. Played for the Warriors Kings. He was an NBA type player. Um, he had an ACL injury that kind of ruined his prime. But um, he's still a Hall of Famer. He's one of the great power forwards and most skilled power forwards we've ever seen. And that's what Bonchero kind of reminds me of. Um, he's really great offensively. He's not really the greatest defender. He's a below average defender at best. And he's not a true explosive athlete. He doesn't have the greatest length for his size. But overall, to me, NBA ready-wise, skill set-wise, and body-wise, he's ready for the NBA. I think pairing him with K. Cunningham, that pick-and-pop game, pick-and-roll game will be dangerous. And if Jeremy Grant stays, they have like a three, three-man combination right there, guys who can really get their own basket, whether it's mid-range, three, in the paint, anything. And I think that'll be a dangerous combo, um, trio, excuse me. And then him and Cunningham, there'll be some of the future rising stars of the NBA, Cunningham, he has kind of gotten more fish in that season has gotten on, kind of finding his mojo. But, um, yeah, Kay Cunningham and Paul Montero, I think, will be a tremendous, tremendous duo. So at two, I have the Orlando Magic picking second. I got them selecting Jabari Smith Jr. out of Auburn. Um, he could honestly go number one overall. He just had recently had a game where he had 23 points, like 11 rebounds, two blocks. Like, he he can do it all. Um. To me, though, Bonchero gets a slight edge for now because his unique skill set and his NBA ready body already. But Smith is a unicorn himself as well. Six foot ten with a seven four wingspan at 220 pounds. He alters a lot of shots and he makes it tough on many defenders to score on him. He is an elite knockdown shooter. He's shooting over 40% from three this season. And he's not like he's just shooting one three a game. He's shooting a good amount, like a few attempts per game. Um to be shooting over 40% from three, which is really, really good. He never takes plays off. He has all the makings of features, two-way star at the next level. He doesn't force shots, and he plays really well in Bruce Pearl's offense. There's no telling what his ceiling is. He's younger than Bonchero and Holmgren. He's only 18. He doesn't turn 19 until May, so that's the scary part. He's only 18. Imagine what he is five years from now. Mm-mm, scary. Um. So, yeah, once he tightens his handle, improves his finishing through traffic because he, he's not the best finisher finishing through traffic. So that, I think that will come, though, with more reps and, again, stronger, going to his body more. Once he gets that man strike on him a few years from now, it's going to be scary. Um, but, yeah, I think whoever ends up winning the top pick in this year's draft will definitely have Smith near the top of their board and will definitely be considering the drafting with the top pick. And number three, got the Houston Rockets selecting Chet Holmgren and Gonzaga. He was initially my top pick for the season before the season began. But with Bonchero and Smith having the seasons they have had, he kind of slid down a little bit. He's been a little bit underwhelming. It's because he's in Gonzaga's system. He's not the primary scorer. He doesn't get as many touches as those other guys do. You have Drew Timmy, who's one of the best college players in the country. You have Julian Schroeder, who's a potential first-round pick. You have Joel Ai, another really good guard who can get his own. Like You have a lot of guys who can get their own baskets. So Holmgren is not always going to get the touches that those – like on Smith, he's a top two option. He's a number one option on his team, and Bonchero is the number one option on his team. So Holmgren doesn't have that luxury of being a number one option, having that many touches. He probably gets like 12 shot attempts per game. Once he gets an NBA, he's going to be one of the top two options on his team. So it's going to be different. Um, He has terrific shot blocking instincts. He's a terrific shot blocker. His defense is pretty elite. He's a really good win protector. He can guard multiple positions. He has a really solid handle for his size at seven foot one, and he can really shoot the ball, hence the nickname Unicorn. Uh, he's a pretty good finisher, even though he's really skinny and he hasn't played against many people around his size or taller in college basketball this season. 
And the WCC is kind of one of the weaker conferences in college basketball. But he has shown a great feel, and he has some upside as a passer, which will only add more value to his game through his ability to space the floor. He's been compared to guys like Porzingis, Dernowitzki, and Anthony Davis. Porzingis. Um, Dernowitzki and Anthony Davis are future Hall of Famers and all-time greats. And Porzingis, before the injuries, he was a monster. So... Um, his defensive instincts and floor spacing should translate to the next level. I think it will. Um, the only thing I'm worried about is he's only 215 pounds about. He's he's as skinny as a toothpick. <laughs> so when he goes up against guys like star big man at the next level, like Embiid, um, Nikola Jokic, Giannis, he's going to get bullied. So I expect him to struggle his first few years in the NBA. But after a few years, if he stays healthy and puts on muscle, and continues to refine his game, he's going to be one of the most unique bigs in the NBA. So, watch out. At four, I got the Oklahoma City Thunder selecting Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. Um, he's the biggest surprise and riser this year's class um, of the Wisconsin guard. He's 6'5", 19-year-old. He has been arguably the best player in all the college basketball, and including the guys I have above him. That's how well he's been playing. Um, he's elevated the Badgers to a top 25 rank in the country, and he's what you call a pure bucket getter, being able to get to his spots and be able to score on all three levels of the court, mid-range, at the rim, step back, off the dribble, coming off screens, you name it. He outplayed his fellow conference foe in Jaden Ivey earlier this year. He put the team on his back, scoring 37 points and got 14 rebounds while also guarding Ivey and making life tough for him in their 74-69 win over Purdue. He has evolved as an on-ball playmaker, and he has no, like, glaring holes in this game that really make you feel like, oh, I don't want to draft him that high. He, he He's nothing that really stands out right now. Um, He never takes a playoff either. He might not be a true 6'5". He might be more like 6'4". But due to his elite, elite ability to shoot, score, and be a playmaker for others, I'm not as concerned um, if he's only 6'4". Because he's really skilled. He surpassed Ivy to me as the best guard in this draft due to his ability to score from everywhere efficiently outdueling him and carrying Wisconsin all season long. He would make the possibilities of a Thunder three-guard lineup of him, say Gilders Alexander, and Josh Skiddy very interesting. Um, number five, Norris Pelicans, I have selected Jaden Ivey of Purdue. Early season buds regarding Ivey has cooled off kind of. Um, but he's kind of picked it back up a little bit, a little bit. Um, but starting off in the season, he was very, very um, – he was considered to be a top four pick. Uh, I think, let me look it up. Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey. I think recently he just had a 21-point game and had game winner at the buzzer. Yep. So he's starting to play a little bit better. But when I wrote this article, he was being a little bit inefficient and erratic. But he's still an elite prospect. He broke out at the U19 games this past summer. He has continued to elevate his status as an elite prospect in his sophomore year at Purdue. He's to me, is like a shooting guard version of John Moran. Um, he's not the playmaker, natural point guard feel for the game like John Morant, but shooting guard-wise, I think he's like a shooting guard version of John Morant. He has insane hops. He attacks the rim with relet- reckless abandon, and he he is an explosive two-guard to me who would boost the energy that the Pelicans need and pair him with a young star like Zion Williamson who could use a younger young star in the making, potentially Jaden Ivey. Um, he could be an elite perimeter defender at NBA level if he really wants to. He has all the tools to be a great defender. He has the size for the guard position. He has the length, and he has athleticism. It's all about the want to. Um, 
He'll need to improve his jump strength and decision making at the next level if he wants to become a star. And I think he's an intriguing prospect who should continue to make noise in the Big Ten this year and hopefully lead his team deep into the NCAA tournament. Number six, I have the Indiana Pacers selecting Keegan Murray at Iowa. Um, he's getting some more depth um, for the positions behind Demontis Sabonis. Miles Turner will be key for the Pacers, especially considering Miles Turner has expressed his unhappiness with his role in the past with the Pacers. Um, Murray, he isn't a tallest. He's just 6'8", but in the small ball era, an improvement in his shot this season has made scouts believe in his value. He has great anticipation skills on defense to go along with his length. Um, some of the drawbacks, he's only he's already 21 years old, and he will be 22 before the draft. So don't expect, <clears throat> excuse me, a guy who has a lot of upside, but expect a guy who will come in right away and really help your team. So I have, I have him going number six. Seven, I have the Sacramento Kings like in Benedict Matherin from Arizona. So with Aaron Fox, there's rumors like, seemingly every week of him being unhappy in Sacramento and wants to move on. I think they have kind of stunted his growth in his career. Um, Darren Fox, I'm surprised he hasn't been an all-star at this point. But as I digress, um, they have Tyrese, Hall- Tyrese Halliburton as well. They feel like he's something to growth with Darren Fox being there. So the Kings might look to get a new fresh start with Matherin out of Arizona and try to move Darren Fox, make Tyrese Halliburton the point guard, and move Matherin into that shooting guard slot. Matherin has really taken steps forward in his game this season. He has taken advantage of the up-tempo um, environment Arizona's offense, which has allowed him to flourish and transition, displays athleticism and not force him to be a playmaker. Um, to me, he's a shooting guard. He's not a point guard. Um, he's a great running jump athlete. He has natural scoring instincts to be able to play off the ball at the next level. He's going to need to improve defensively, though, if he wants to become a solid starting two guard in the league and help the Kings replenish their backcourt. I think Ben Benny Matherin has a god's potential. I wouldn't be shocked if he actually makes one or two all-star games in his career one day. He's, he's really good. Number eight, I have the Spurs selecting Jalen Duran. I don't know why. I, I put him at eight on my mock draft, but a lot of mock drafts have him like 11 or, or 12. Um, He's dropped for me. I, I, I did have him at top five at one point. But um, with Johnny Davis, the way he's been playing, and Jalen Duran not playing that well, and Mandy Matherin's been playing pretty solid, he had to drop. Um. To me, this was more of a fit pick for the Spurs. They could use more size um, by adding the six foot ten freshman Jalen um, Duran out of Memphis. He has kind of dropped in Moss, like I said. Um, he's he's kind of been unimpressive and very disappointing, considering someone who's very has elite physical tools. He's he's gifted with insane strength and his elite physique. Um, his motor has been in question. His overshoot for the game isn't really there yet. Only reason. And he hasn't really dominated competition like I thought he would. That's why when he was coming out of high school last year, I wasn't really that high on him. I, I watched I watch a lot of these guys. I'm watching high school basketball, ladies and gentlemen, since 2011. I used to get high about ball life mixtape sometimes. I thought these guys would be good goats, like Seventh Woods, Andrew Wiggins, um, Don Maker, Harry, Harry Giles. Injuries happened to Harry Giles, so I don't want to say Harry Giles, but you know what I mean. Jaleel Okafor, Jari Parker, injuries ruined him too, but the, the way the game changed and a lot of these guys didn't live up to the hype. They just didn't. I don't get hype ever since like the last few years. I don't get hype off those mixtapes anymore. I try to wait to see what they do in real games. Watch real game tape. Watching college basketball. Watching the NBA. See what they actually do against D1 college basketball competition and in the NBA. Or what they're doing if they play overseas. What they're doing against pros. Forty against NBA. I want to see 
I kind of have a good guard who has star potential. I really do. And I typically, in 90% of the time, I'm always right in guessing who has all-star potential. But Durant, to me, I think he'll be a solid starting big. Because I think once he gets to NBA level, he's not going to be able to manhandle people. This ain't high school no more. Everybody in the NBA is just as strong as you. Everybody in the NBA is just as athletic as you. What's going to separate you? And if he does, to me, he's only 18, he's only 18 years old. He doesn't turn 19 till later this year. So he still has time to really like polish his game up. And if his skill set ever catches up to his physical tools, though, he'll be an all-star. He'll, he'll be an all-star. And him being at eight will be very low if that happens. But for now, he's only eighth to me. At nine, I have Porn Trailblazer selecting Kendall Brown, the forward out of Baylor. Um, trade rumors continuing to swirl on every day. Blazers are going to trade one of their star guards and Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum. With that being said, they can look to choose Brown, who's an electrifying athlete and has gobs of upside. Um, at just 18 years of age, he knows how to score without dominating the ball, which is very key considering their main star, main cog, primary option, and Lillard needs the ball most of the time. He doesn't really play off the ball. So having someone who could dominate the game without needing the ball all the time is a plus. Um, he's a pretty efficient scorer as well. He doesn't have a reliable jumper yet and isn't a creative offensive player, though. Um, he could bring another wing, though, for the Blazers, who have surplus of rings, who can defend and score without dominating the ball. Um, and he could give them a guy they can mold into a really good player for the future. So that's something. If I'm the Blazers, I'm looking at. But also, if you lose McCollum or Lillard, don't be hesitant to draft uh, another guard. Especially if, if, if Fernie Simons, if he, like, say, the way he's been playing ever since Lillard's been out most of the season, his value has definitely picked up and been added. You can, if Say, if he wants to go somewhere else to get a bigger role to become the star player, he think he'd become... You might want to go to point, draft a point guard. This is not really a strong point guard draft, so I don't know who you'll find. Maybe a Jaden Hardy, but he's more of a shooting guard, or a Dyson Daniels, but maybe. It all depends on if they do eventually get rid of McCollum. I know they're not, not going to get rid of Lillard. If they do get rid of McCollum or if Ernie Simons goes, tries to you know, ask for a trade or leaves in free agency, because I think he got drafted in 2018 or 2019, so... He might look to be a bigger, get a bigger role so he could become a more of a you know main um, option on a team and have a bigger role. So that's something that'll be interesting. But I mean, I think um, Kendall Brown will be a really good player in the future. At Ten out of the Atlanta Hawks. They have been ever since I made this article. They have gone on a winning streak, and I knew it was going to happen. Like last year, they struggled um, in the first half of the season, but in the, in the second half of the season, they really picked it up. So that's something I think, hey, Atlanta Hawks, I got selected Jaden Hardy at Ignite. He has had a few 30-point games this season, but he's been kind of inconsistent. That's why he's kind of dropped on a lot of mock drafts. He's projected, he was projected as a top three pick initially. It was no order. It was him, Hardy, um, Bontero, Hardy, and Holmgren to begin the season. And then Dwyer Smith has had the season he has had. He has risen up the mock drafts. That's why and Hardy's been really inconsistent. He has dropped. Um, and then Jaden Ivey, of course, has, and Johnny Davis have gotten better. Um, Hardy was rejected. He has had inefficient play. He has dropped into late lottery territory. Um, his stats don't indicate him as a good shooter, even though he's been, even though he has a really good shooting form, but his percentages aren't really that great. Um, he's a much better shooter, though, than his stats indicate. Trust me. Um, he will find this mojo. But imagine him with Trey Young. Oh man, that'll be an exciting backcourt. Um, 
But then they have Bodan Madanovich. They have Kevin Herter. That's why I don't think at the time, though, the Hawks weren't playing well. So I was like, maybe they can get rid of one of those guys to try to make room for David Hardy. Like get rid of um, Bodan Madanovich. But I don't think they will. But then again, this would be enticing. On NBA draft, you draft mostly on talent and upside. This in a lottery, you mostly draft on upside. First, mid, mid, and late first round, you mostly draft on who can help you right away. Um, so yeah, NBA teams would like to see Hardy exhibit more patience on offense, let his game come to him naturally, and not be a shot hunter. Um, he will need to improve his decision making to be a top two option of an offense one day. But hopefully, he can continue to adjust to the pro game quickly. And to me, kind of reminds me of Bradley Beal. And he has some Damian Lillard in his game. The way he can create off the dribble, step back, fadeaways, the stuff he was in high school from like 35 feet out, shooting with effortlessly from 35 feet out. It's crazy. So I have him going 10. 11 at the New York Knicks, selecting Patrick Bowling from Milwaukee. I don't know why he chose to go to Milwaukee. It's because his dad coaches, but he has been a disappointment this season and kind of frustrating as he hasn't shown consistency to dominate against lesser competition. He's still an intriguing prospect with upside. He stands at 6'10 with the ability to really shoot the ball. He has above-average ball skills. He's an okay passer and has a decent handle and a solid feel for the game. He reminds me of Michael Porter Jr., though, because he's not the toughest guy, and he doesn't play hard consistently all the time, especially on the defensive end. But with his size and skill set and his upside, a team, despite his flaws, a team is still going to warn him a lottery pick because they could unlock that upside in him and – his overall skill set and just unleash him, and he could get unleashed. He can be a star in the NBA one day. Is if they can get that dog out of him, that mindset to be great. It's if he wants it. He has all the making to be great. It's just we haven't seen it this year, really. At twelve, I have the Boston Celtics. They really need a point guard. So Dennis Schroeder will be entering free agency this offseason, and he's not the point guard you really want for your future. Um. They can look to select Dyson Daniels here at number 12 overall, a big pointer at 6'6", 200 pounds. He's a huge guard who can run the offense, has the ability to be a good two-way player one day, and he's just like 18 years old, um, so he has a lot of upside. He doesn't dominate the ball at the point, which is what the Celtics need, considering they have their two all-star forwards who already dominate the ball, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. He's not a depth at creating his own shot off the dribble yet, but at just being 18 years of age, he should continue to grow in that area. And what we see in the G League so far with his success in the G League without even having a really consistent jumper yet, it's pretty obvious he can hang with the pros despite flaws with his shooting. But if his jump shot ever comes, it'll be a really good NBA player, maybe even all-star. So we'll see. But I have him going to the Celtics. I think that's a great fit right there. The Celtics need a point guard, and he has great size and pretty good playmaking skills. That's what they need. That's what the Celtics are lacking. They can get a really good point guard who's actually adept at making others better, making Tatum, making Brown better, so they don't have to worry about doing that as much. Just do what they do best, which is score the basketball. Hey, that's your guy right there. 13 out of the Thunder. Um, selecting Jeremy Sochan from Baylor. Um, they have enough guards ready at the Thunder, but um, they can use this pick on a 6'9 Baylor freshman forward. Sochan provides defensive versatility, perimeter skill at his size. He's, a, he's not a consistent scorer yet, but he brings a lot to the table with his all-around game. Um, he can He's a big who can score inside and out, which are highly viable in today's NBA. 
and he doesn't hurt that he's only 18 years of age and he will be a guy a team can mold into whatever they want to mold him to. I think he could be a versatile two-way player in the league. I think he'll be a guy who could come off your bench, give you 12 points, 12 rebounds if you need it, and he can shoot the three ball. So that's when you want today's NBA. And lastly, at 14, as we close out this lottery edition of my mock draft and my top prospects, Washington Wizards, selecting Marjan Buchamp from McKnight. He's kind of a little bit older than other guys. He's 21 years of age, but he has solid size for a shooting guard at six foot six, with great length. He's also a plus athlete and has improved his defensive mentality. He's an active off-ball player, and will need to continue to improve his jumper to better sell teams by using their lottery pick on him. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's my first mock draft. I might do another one and then do a third one. My NBA draft show, like I did. I did a NBA draft review and stuff last season in a mock draft. I went into deep detail. I did two parts, a lottery edition and then the rest of the first round. I think I did the second round too. I don't remember. But um, I really went into it. Like me and my friend Brendan in the first part. And then the second part, I think I did solo. Like I, that was one of my best episodes in terms of explaining stuff to a T in detail. Yeah, I gotta go check that out. But um, yeah, I think this draft, I don't think it's as deep as last year's. I don't think the talent's as deep. But in terms of top heavy, like having elite prospects, I think there's some unique prospects in the shot. I think Holmgren, Monchero, I think Mardari Smith Jr., Ivy, Johnny Davis, I think those guys are gonna be. At some point in their careers, I think they're all going to be an all-stars, star players in the league. So it's like a team to put them to work, go to the right situation, and stay healthy. That's pretty much what it's all about in the NBA. If you go to, if you're, you got to be lucky too. I mean, you got to put the work in, obviously, but you got to be a little bit lucky. Um, the, the organization you go to, the situation you go to, um, this this matter of this little things. Of course, you got to have the work ethic to be great. If you don't have the work ethic, everything is out the window. And of course, you got to be lucky in terms of health, staying healthy not getting a freak injury, um, which limits you, and then stuff like that. So, yeah, um, I'm going to put the link to my article that I released last week of my first mock draft. So y'all can click in. It will be in the thumbnail. Theater Sports Channel, make sure y'all check out my website, man, where I talk about various sports on my podcast and also write about various sports on my blog for my sports website. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of my top 22 draft prospects. Instead of being your host, DJ Hamilton, you catch me on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, you name it. And I haven't done a YouTube video in a while, so this was good to do this. So hope you guys enjoyed this video. See you next time.